The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, it's the South Congress Podcast, episode 134. My name is Cameron. First off, man, happy new year to everybody, uh, 2023, wishing everybody uh, the very best, all the success, all the joy, all the happiness in the world. Um, my December was like the craziest December ever, and that's really kind of what the focus of this show is. Um, I took like basically the month off of the traditional job, um, we typically get two weeks off in December anyway. I took off the week before my birthday. Um, did a bunch of stuff this month, man. Did um, did AEW live. Did AEW in person. I think it was December the, I don't know, 20-something, whatever. Um, they had a show in San Antonio. was really dope. Um, had a great time. Got like seventh row seats. Was, was, was on TV. <laughs> One too many times. Um, shout out to John Moxley. You're doing a great job. Um, did that uh, a few weeks before. Went to the AEW show here in Austin. Wrote an article on that for The Ringer, just about the live experience. Thanks, everybody, for reading that. I got a really good reception to it. Uh, but two kind of crazy things happened in, in December. Um, the first thing we'll talk about, um, I did leave the Pro Wrestling Torch. Um, been a part of the torch since I believe 2010. Um, at least that's when I started listening, probably more like 2011, 2012 was when I really started working over there. Um, was a big fan of the pro wrestling torch East coast cast or East coast audio show as it was with Travis and Dre when it started a couple of guys who talked about wrestling, like I talk about it, like with my friends. Um, so really cool to be a part of that. Um, after Dre left the show, um, I started co-hosting with Travis, um, you know, we, we did everything from websites to merch to, uh, videos and just a great run. Um, on the torch side, um, did a lot of editorials, did a lot of guest podcasts, had my own show over there. Um, me, you and wrestling, just a great run. Um, really did enjoy being there. Um, a couple of years back, it was, I think WrestleMania, 35, 34, I'm bad with the numbers, but the year that uh, Kofi Kingston beat Daniel Bryan, I remember that week and just ripping and running, man. I was doing podcasts. I was doing videos. I was doing graphics. I was sleeping at my office at the job, uh, taking naps after work so I could wake up and work on stuff, man. Just drained. Uh, Co-hosted Bruce Mitchell's show uh, with him. Just an, an amazing, uh, amazing run over there. Um, we So I told Travis a couple of weeks ago that I wasn't going to be part of the East Coast cast anymore. Um, and he understood. We got together and did our final show on the 28th. And we made the announcement. And the biggest thing was, you know, Travis... Without me really saying it, um, understood that I had a bunch of projects I wanted to do, that I had become, um, there's no right way to say it, so you just say it, right? Um, I had kind of outgrown what the show is and what the show does. Um, it's a very standard 
you know, two hour a week, let's talk about wrestling thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing other pods and editorials and videos and interviews and stuff now. And it's just kind of what I have going on now is a lot different than, than what the nature of that was. Um, and so to his credit, uh, as we were talking, he was like, yo, this thing probably stayed afloat as long as it has because you were a part of it, because of how hard you worked on it. And that's appreciated. You know, that's my man, like in real life, like outside of this podcast stuff. And so to, to get that appreciation, to have that respect and to know you were valued always was the most important thing to me. And so, um, yeah, it's good to leave on a, on a high note. Um, him and Rich are still going to do their thing on the, uh, the VIP side of the show. Um, you know, rich fan, the wealth of knowledge in wrestling, love they got to death. So excited to see those guys keep, to keep doing their thing. Um, excited to keep following along. Um, yeah, and glad I got to be a part of it, you know, as long as I have. Um, I, I think the biggest thing was, um, when I started to get more popular, uh, for lack of a better word, I thought that with the torch, I would be asked to do more things. I'd get some more opportunities. And, you know, those guys are busy over there, man. They're doing their thing. Um, and it's unfair to think that it's it's not the Cameron Hawkins show. You know what I mean? It is not that. And so, you know, all the best of luck to them. Love those guys for everything they did for me. I absolutely would not be in this position without the Wade Kellers and the Bruce Mitchells uh, of the world. And especially the Travis Bryant's uh, of the world. So... Uh, yeah, man. Happy I got to do that for sure. Um, the other side, <laughs> the other side of December. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you may have heard me once or twice, maybe not say glowing things about the wrestler they call Sting. Um, and the people who know me, <laughs> people who are my friends, understood that that was a joke and it's kind of a specific reference to um around the 1997-1998 time when Sting took some time away uh from wrestling and kind of changed his style and it was kind of the less is more thing so when I started writing for the ringer um of course my my very first uh assignment was with Ricky Starks um you know who's my man and and I owe the sting thing to Rick. Uh, cause basically when I got the job, I reached out to Rick. Um, he put me on with AEW's media and I, I don't know what they envisioned me doing, but I really like kind of blew those guys away. Um, they, they, they did not expect, I don't think my writing to be as detailed as poignant and as focused on the individual. So they'll reach out to me and, you know, they ain't blowing a little smoke, but they'll reach out to me like, yo, you need to be writing like books. You need to be writing like for the times. And I was like, yo, they're not going to pay me like I'm getting paid over there. So I'm going to do this. Uh, but no, they were like really fans of the writing. And so did the Rick thing. They love it. Did the Dax thing. They love it. Um, Tony Storm. They love it. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, I wrote about my live experience. And so as I'm doing all this, I'm joking with my man, Danny. I'm like, yo, I want to talk to Sting. Yo, I want to talk to Sting. But I'm saying it like as a joke to where we're kind of having fun with it. I think um, it was probably in November. It was right before Thanksgiving. 
that I was really like, no, Danny, like, I really want to talk to Sting. Um, and there's another former WCW champion who um, I was working on at the same time. Uh, but I was like, no, like, I really want to talk to Sting. Like, like for real, for real. And he was like, all right, man, I'll run it by him. You know, you, you know, say you're going to run it by him. So, yo, like a week and a half ago, or like two weeks ago, um, I'm talking to Danny about um, what I wrote for about the live event. And so the difference is when you go through a company to talk to a wrestler, you got to work on schedules and you got to make sure they're good. You got to run the information back by. When I'm writing about my experience, that's just me. And so it's all just my experience, my ideas, talking about this guy who bought this t-shirt. This kid is talking to his dad. This girl is there with her guy. She's never been to a wrestling show. So I said that to him and he's like, no, you killed it. And just so you know, Sting wants to talk. And I was like, word. Oh my God. So I'm hyped. Um, I already, the other thing is this. I go into it. I always kind of know the angle that I'm looking to push when I write. So with Rick, it was, I want people to know how dope my friend is, right? With Dax, it was, you're having an amazing year. Explain to people what it is you're doing specifically with these wrestling matches to make you stand out, right? When I'm talking to Mello, it's, I'm treating NXT like a college, so let's talk about it like that. With Tony Storm, it's you're at the, the peak of this division. This is a division that's growing. What is it you want from this division? So with Sting, it was simple. My Sting jokes weren't as funny anymore because AEW is treating Sting like he should be treated. They're treating this guy like a legend, right? They are protecting him. They're making people afraid of him. When somebody does test him, he has like the metal and the presence to show why they can't fuck with him. That's what I want to talk about. All right. So I go into it. I got the questions. Man, we get Sting on the Zoom call. You should have seen me freeze up. I'm so hype because, uh, you know, I've been a Sting fan since I was like, you know, a little kid, man. Sting's been the man since I was like 10, 11. So we we talk about what got him to AEW, um, what he thinks about his time there so far, what he wants to impart on the youth. Um, I take him back to his WCW days. So what I really did was I took the different points in time where he was in a company where either he left or it ended. And we talked through each of those. So we talked about WCW closing. And we talk about how they didn't do right by his character in the moment with Starcade and the NWO. We talk about TNA and him leaving because he didn't say it directly. This is me, but because management was fucking up, right? We talk about his time in WWE where he wanted to work with Taker, not what they wanted, right? He gets injured, can't compete. So this is three times where it's not going the right way. Fourth time, it looks like AEW's nailing it. Sting, baseball bat, boom. Sting rounds the bases, right? Um, And what I don't think, and this is not no shade, I don't think that 
when somebody is getting that interview time, I don't think they're approaching it the way that I do. I think a lot of people approach it. Hey, like this person, let's talk about what's going on right now. Let's revisit some things from the past, which is cool, which is dope, which, which has been the standard and works and people will read it and you will get money and all that. I want to talk about people. I want to talk about what's making somebody tick. I want to these people to be as relatable as possible. Even the ones who are fucking superheroes. That's what I'm trying to make happen. And so far it's been dope. And man, I got. And next one I got coming up with is dope. The the next one I got coming. um, We got to set up the schedule. Um, I'm. Somebody asked me if I'm afraid that I'm like burning out. I'm like, kind of. But I don't think that's going to happen because there are so many personalities in wrestling, right? There are so many different reasons people are doing it. So that show I used to have, the You, Me, and Wrestling, a part of the reason that that couldn't work is because even though I was talking to different people, they were arriving at the same point, okay? Like, idea of a fan show is great, but just like there are way too many wrestling podcasts, um... You can only hear the same story so many times. And so I want to tell you new stories. Like there's a, before I typed a word about Sting, I went back and read a bunch of articles that people wrote on Sting when he first came back. I read them and they were cool, but I was like, okay, nobody's doing or has done the thing that I'm trying to do in this way, right? I love this thing talked about his faith. I love the way that he talks about his faith. Like it does not come across as, as overbearing or forceful. Um, I, I think that he's really trying to save souls and, and, you know, as a Christian myself, like I respect that, especially when it's done in a way where they want to meet you where you live. Right. Like I, I really appreciate the conversation, man. Um, I, it doesn't get much better than that. It was really dope. So, you know, with that said, um, I got a project coming up with Bodyslam.net, um, revisiting some some yesteryear stuff. A really cool idea was brought to me. I'm really excited about that. I got got some TV stuff coming up, man. Um, that that should be fun to try to produce that. Yeah, just just things are coming together, and and again. It's not anybody's fault this hasn't happened for me earlier, but um, I do wish that, that you know, over there at the torch, there was the foresight, and not just for me, for other personalities there, there was the foresight to try to make things like that happen because it's there. Like, clearly it's there. I don't think that all of a sudden things are only happening for me because I'm a part of a certain company. I just think that, I've done a better job of explaining to people who I am and what it is I represent and what I want to put out into the world. And I think they are attached to that. I think that that has become something that's really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, man, excited, uh, excited for these projects. Um, pick up their latest PWI, Hearts of Texas, talking about Rachel Rose and High On and their rivalry. I'm um, just, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, Boy, in 2022, 
Um, I got a lot of stuff that's permanent, man. I got a lot of stuff I can hold on to. I got to send my grandmother a copy of PWI so she knows like what the fuck I actually do, right? Um, speaking of television, the goddamn wrestling otaku. <laughs> Yo, I was at my mother's house. My mother's upstairs asleep. My old lady's downstairs asleep. I'm watching the Vince McMahon documentary. They get to the end talking about Vince being out of touch and the wrestling otaku pops up talking about WWE sucks. And further, the wrestling otaku didn't hit Reddit. He's all over these popular Twitter pages. My brother's doing his thing. My man has made it. Um... I hope he's sincere in us doing a stream together soon because I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions that need answers. Um, <laughs> it has been fun to see. Um, and he clearly is loving it. I was afraid. I was like, yo, did I put this man in a position to be ridiculed and have his feelings hurt? And then I watched his latest video and I was like, well, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> he's he is 10 toes down on his bullshit and i for one am happy because sincerely genuinely i enjoy seeing it i really really do um (laughs) what an experience what a guy he's gonna have a fantastic 2023 so yeah man thank y'all for rocking um again we want to make the podcast a bit more frequent uh because i got so much stuff i'm doing now man um I, I want other creators to understand that these things are out here for you. Um, it may take time. Like, again, I just turned 37 mm. and, and I couldn't have done this at 27. I wouldn't have known what to do with it. I wouldn't have been me with my experiences and my thought process and my drive. So, yeah, it's out here. If you want it, it may take a bit longer to get it. It's the South Congress podcast, episode 134. My name is Cameron, and we're out. The South Congress podcast.